Okay. What is going on, everybody? You're listening to Kill... No, it is Solving the World, episode 8 now. Episode 8? So very is special. It, is it 8? Oh, is it 7? It's, it's, it's around eight. 8. Oh, it's close. close We've got a very special guest on today who we will, we will introduce in due time. But to the right of me, we have very special host, Joel Butcher. And to the left of me, we have Jonathan Hamilton. Take it away, Johnny. Am I not a special host? You're a special host, you all right. You didn't say I was. You're special, all right. not very nice. How's it going? Welcome to episode eight of Solving the World Podcast. I am Jonathan Hamilton. Alongside me is Joel Butcher and Declan Content and a special guest who, as Declan said, we will get to shortly. Joel, I, I can't help but I have a question that I need to ask you, and I want you to answer this question to the best of your ability. Are you ready? Okay. Joel, what's popping? What's popping? What is popping? What do we have down? That always gets... We gotta figure out some kind of sound effect or something to do there. Yeah. It's just so anticlimactic. <laughs> Boing. What's popping? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So first thing on the docket here for what's popping is finals week. <sighs> we gotta. We put the student in student media this week. Mm. Well, mine would kind of already happened, but uh, I feel like next week is like the big week for most people. But, dude. It's been kicking my ass. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. Like this has been some of the most work I've done like ever in yeah. my life. It's it's just it gets overwhelming and you know and then you need to take mental breaks and you can't. I have ADHD, so it's really hard for me because I can't just sit down and grind out 6 hours of work unless I have 100% motivation to do it. So, I'll do like one assignment and then I'll go like play video games and then I'll forget about it and then I'll be like, "Oh crap, I have to do like freaking three assignments dude like it's it's terrible but it happens i guess yeah i just i just had like i'm on i'm mostly online like I've, i don't know if i mentioned that or not but like most of my classes are online so they all end early and it's just been everything at once and like the te- dealing with the technology yeah it's just oh my god it drives me up the wall dude it like it <laughs> i've like there's a n- few things that really make me reach like a mental breaking point in the like the failure of technology when you need it the most mm-hmm. it just it like nothing else dude it because it, it knows i swear to god it, it knows exactly like when you're at that point and what like the number one thing is that'll just ruin your day and yep. that's that's the issue you have and it, it was like yeah like this one uh this one uh thing i had to do today the presentation and it's like it wasn't hard really but it was just the technology we have to use we have to use adobe express for it have you guys well yeah you're media you that sounds painful i've never used adobe express i know what it is but i've never used adobe express to make like posters and stuff oh it's but i'm sure for for some stuff it's nice but for whatever like we use it for like uh to make the presentations and the videos it and i swear it's just me because like everyone else in the class was able to turn in the assignment i hate that feeling we had to do the same we had to use the same thing for um for an introduction like post for the class and it was like the issue was I would speak into the microphone it would record and like I did all the steps like all the things they suggested like I went into my settings gave it access I turned on the microphone and I like went to the settings here gave it access there did like 86,000 things with <laughs> it yeah and then 
it would I would record it and then it would re back to me and it would like cut my audio in half oh and just like it would only catch parts of it and like it would clip like back and forth. Mm. And dude, it was, it was just driving me crazy. So the I checked that first thing today when I was going to start it and it was doing it again and I emailed Luckily, my professor was understanding. I emailed him, and he was like, yeah, you can just turn it in on a different, sure. uh, like, through a different medium. But, dude, it was, like, it was, like, the one thing that, like, I, if I would have, like, because if I would have gotten, if I would have made the whole entire presentation, like, put all the information in, and then, like, was getting ready, like, all right, now I just need to talk over it, and that wasn't work, I would have killed someone. Yeah. Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphorically. I would have gone on GTA. I have, to a- I have to ask you, Joel. I presented today in our class that we have together. Oh, yeah. We could talk about that. Yeah. How was that? I have to ask you from an outsider's <laughs> perspective. Was it was it good? Was no, it, good? it was really good. I okay. thought it was definitely – it was really interesting. I like the topic because that is something I feel like a lot of people wonder about, like the music co- music copyright and how exactly that works, especially now with, like, how technical music is and – like how many, like how popular sampling is, like yeah, you got, like you guys were talking about. Yeah. But the only part I'm gonna remember was it was so funny, and he was doing a great job. Your partner, he did a, he did a really good job mm. with his uh, stuff. But just what he he like couldn't figure out how to work the, um, <laughs> like yeah. the computer thing, and that yeah. that's that shit's so hard to work sometimes. Like if you're not familiar with it, just like the wrong pressing the wrong button, mm. exiting out. Like you don't want to exit out of your whole presentation. Right. So you're trying to be careful. But <laughs> he kept. He messed up. He's like, oh, shit. I mean, oh, <laughs> duh, yeah, yeah, I'm Danny. Just, I'm just, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a funny kid. Yeah, he seems he's, funny. He's yeah, cool he seems guy. like a cool yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, he did a good job. Uh, Great he, job. He, yeah. he actually, he, he really knew his stuff. The technology um, kept tripping him up. That's yeah. no fault of his own. And but. then I, I kept, I remember one time I couldn't skip, I, I forgot to click on the screen and I was pressing just the space that bar. sound effect. That like and <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it was like, just like oh my God. Yep. And then, you know, finally someone's like, click, you idiot. I'm like, oh, okay. And then. Was able to advance the slide, but yeah, that was uh, that was off the dome. By the way, we did not rehearse wow. that. Okay, okay, yeah. we just went we into it. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that ours that was. Balls, yeah, I was kind of nervous, dude. Like, I we were supposed to present Friday, I thought, because I thought we were oh. group nine, because we did one groups one through three, four through six, and then seven through nine, and there was an extra group which was us. So we were like, oh crap, we have to present on Friday, and all of us were like so freaking nervous, dude. Mm. Like, and then Monday, I just woke up. I was like, yeah. how many people are in the class? Uh, probably like thirty something. Yeah, thirty something, forty something. Pretty small. Yeah. Where's he from, though, Danny? Uh, I think New Jersey. I was gonna say it was just so, like, it was such a Jersey way (laughs) to like react to like nerves or like your brain tripping up because he was like, thank God, Doctor Jones is chill. Everyone, yeah, (laughs) well, everyone else was like. When they would trip up, they, like their voice starts shaking a little yeah. bit, or their hands start trembling, and he was just getting like mad. He's, he's just, just like, like, ah, shit, like, ah, shit. <laughs> 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 I can't figure out this guy. Yeah, no, and then, and then of course, uh, I actually in my group was Sean Tansky, who was on this podcast yeah. not too long Tansky. ago. Love Tansky, job. great guy. He did a great job as well. He Very present? well spoken. What? What did he present about? It was the same thing as us. Oh, he was okay. in our group. Uh, Music copyright. Um, Basically, our thesis, if you will, not that you asked, was mm-hmm. that there is really no one way to fix it. It's uh, kind of gray area. So yeah. there you go. There's your uh, cliff notes on. There is on the world solved. On Nan, your world finals. is solved. Make sure finals. Big tip that I do is I I try to find when the classroom that I'm taking the final in is empty, and I'll take and I'll study in that seat. That's smart as hell. Oh. And then when I get there, I'll be like. That's so smart. I've never done that. I and then you got, and then like chewing gum apparently. Like if you study chew yeah, gum, yeah, that. Yeah. and then th- like, is then your brain's like, oh, like you know. So it's it's all familiarity too. Yeah. So that's smart. Going in the room and then 
you know, chewing gums, mm. and your brain's like. Finals well, are good luck to everybody. I guess now we could. Get, this is always like such a, like an awkward thing. Like when to when is it exactly the right time to introduce the guest? But I guess yeah, now yeah, perfect timing. Now uh, special guest drummer of Porch Couch and teacher at. Uh, your children's middle, s- middle <laughs> school, right? <laughs> Teacher at yeah. your yeah. local middle, middle school. school. Teacher. Special guest, Joe DeLuca. What's going on? Are you Italian? I am. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's fantastic. Got another Italian on the podcast, buddy. We're, we're going to talk some Mets here later on. Joe's a big Mets fan. and Well, just history, little probably a little bit of baseball history in general. And just Perhaps yeah, there's a matchup between the Red Sox and the Mets sometime in history that was controversial. Yeah, we there might have been perhaps in there. But no, this is a Red Sox podcast. Yeah. We have to make note of that. <laughs> but so uh are you in finals yet? Have you been doing any uh a lot of my like you said I'm a teacher, so a lot of my yeah. finals are project based. So like actually like teaching like yeah, how d- yeah, how do you do that? So like two of my classes my finals are I got to I got to film myself. Oh, I remember teaching teachers having to do that. Yeah, yeah there that's And then I got to like write a bunch of Reasoning for what I did in the lesson and how I got through the students and why I did what I did and do you get to yell at kids? <laughs> uh, I have not gotten that comfortable yet. Okay. The yeah, hey, that's hey, hey, uh, buddy, let's not yeah. do that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, see, like that's the thing. That's I don't, don't want to be that guy. You know, I feel like everybody had like you're that not that guy, pal. That's that <laughs> student teacher that was like yeah, that you know, like hey, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Matt Patricia in Detroit, it was just trying <laughs> to <laughs> immediately just go full. Full hard ass and it's like no, yeah. you and no then one's gonna he respect goes you. You got to earn it. And then he's a defensive guy and he's the OC of the Patriots last year. It's yeah. like what what are you doing, yeah. dude? Like why why is this happening? It's exactly like teacher. Yeah, that's <laughs> that seems like something that perfect like, connection there. <laughs> yeah, but that seems like something that that like in thought is relatively simple, but then actually getting down and doing it and be like, how did I reach <laughs> these uh, yeah, kids? Uh, how do I reach these? What 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 yes. grade level are you trying to? The South Park. This last semester, I was in uh, I was at University High with a bunch of freshmen, and I uh, definitely don't want to teach freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> that's just yeah, at least for right terrible. now. Fourteen year olds, stupid freshmen. Fourteen year olds, they just sixty something. Yeah, exactly. Fourteen, fifteen year olds, they just hate the world because they're fourteen years old. <laughs> yeah. So well, tonight will be the night <laughs> that <laughs> I fall for you. Hopefully, don't get copyrighted. For what do they listen to now? Yeah, I mean, that sounded like. They were here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They're we in studio, in the by the studio. way. Yeah. No, but so okay, so like you don't want to do like high school or young high school at least. I would say like juniors, okay. sophomores, juniors. Okay. I feel like seniors got the same problem. They don't care. And seniors then like what specifically yeah. do you want to teach? Uh, U.S. history. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Are you gonna be like the U.S. history teacher that like coaches a sport too? I mean, that's exactly. All right, there <laughs> you go. That's good stuff. Oh yeah. What sport? G- basketball. Okay. That's cool. Oh, I didn't yeah. know you were a basketball fan. He's a hooper. Learning all kinds of things. Like, what the fuck's going on here? I think, yeah, I think <laughs> you're pretty well set up to be, like, a pretty rad history teacher. Drummer in college and in the basement band. I just don't want any, 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 uh, any of my kids to find the band. I feel like that would not be yeah. a good look. Anything personal is just like, ah. Uh, yeah, know, teachers, uh, it's, always fu- it's always funny finding your teachers on social media. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I, I would, yeah, absolutely go try to find uh, teachers. Ha- hasn't happened yet. DeLuca's a pretty common last name, and yeah. they don't know my first name, so. They don't know your first name? I'm not going to tell yeah. well, them. Mr. DeLuca? They tried to find out, and they were, like, you know, saying every name they could think of. <laughs> Andrew, and just, yes, John. <laughs> yeah, Joe isn't, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's a pretty, pretty common, common, pretty common yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, They could get to that pretty quick. 
They didn't. So. But it was funny when you, whenever <laughs> like we were talking about it that one day, I was driving home and I was thinking I was like, I still follow my middle school, my like seventh grade <laughs> student teacher on Instagram. Oh my god! For this is it's like ten years now, I guess at this point, and I just never unfollowed him. And I was like, that's so weird. But now I. It's I'm weird like, that he followed you back. I am friends with people that are doing the same thing, and like mm. realizing exactly how weird that is that I still follow him. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's I, I followed like my homeroom teacher from high school. I mean, she's cool. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, we still sweet. Like Dude, my mom. Stuff. I mean, she's fine. What's so funny? She's cool. She's cool. She's rad. She's my rad, mom was bro. telling me though, like, I can't name any names, I guess, obviously, but like, some of the teachers at her school are like friends with students on social media, like, like current students, mm. and like, that's a bad look. Mm. Well, first of all, it's like illegal. Like, you're not. I don't think <laughs> like you're allowed to. Yeah, especially all. if you're under eighteen. Really? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, definitely not. So. And, I mean, most states, I'm sure it's like that. I mean, obviously, West Virginia, I'm sure, or, like, surrounding states probably. I mean, I'm sure most states, but, yeah. like mm. I don't think it's allowed in Connecticut. But, like, why would you <laughs> want to? Like, I would not want no, – I would not want any of my students knowing a single thing about me no. other than my last name. We found my – they have to. Maybe general interest. They have to. We found my geometry teacher's, like, Visco, like, right when she got hired at our high school. And, like, Jeez. about Uh-oh. two days after it was found, like, when we'd go to look it up, like, it wasn't there anymore. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, it was so bad. Somebody definitely made fun of her. Somebody definitely tried to Those follow like, her, like, did follow her or, like, liked it. Was she an attractive teacher? Would you yes, okay. yes. Okay. This goes crazy because if you scroll and you hold on to the picture too long, you can like repost it. Oh! So I had an account <laughs> with like my name associated associated on it. I would like like I would like scroll and like accidentally repost people's <sighs> shit. That's bad. the secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> <that's laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got to be careful on the Visco, right? Yeah. You got to be careful. Dangerous fucking it's platform. Uh, stock, stock. Never, <laughs> never really <laughs> with, uh, being careful when yeah, you stock. Yeah. Well, second up here we have. Pretty big news, actually, in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers mm. traded to the Jets. He's perfect for New York, dude. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's just perfect. Like, just Rodgers in New though? York. I mean, I'm sure. I actually no. If they want to, yeah, no, that is good because if Zach Wilson, I mean, he's still there, right? That mm-hmm. hasn't uh, yeah, that hasn't he's changed. he's Nothing gonna yet. be the backup, I guess. One of the backups. The Jets yeah. have like four so quarterbacks, yeah, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah. have heard what or seen what Zach Wilson has said. Yeah. Oh, what did he he's gonna make his he life? He said, "Yeah, he's gonna make if they sign or trade for a veteran quarterback, mm-hmm. he's gonna make their life hell during practice." Yeah, because it's gonna be hard <laughs> to watch him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sure. His job. Is he, uh, Aaron Rodgers is wearing three on the Jets. Eight. Oh, he's wearing eight. Eight. eight? Huh. That's like the. That's, that's crazy. That's like that dude that was just saying, uh, I what's his name? Uh, who are the Lakers playing? Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, the Grizzlies. Who's Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Yeah, Dylan yeah. Brooks. What do you say about LeBron? Where he's yeah. like, I, you got to drop, you got to come and give me forty before I respect you. It's like, and then he just was, he was awful the other night. Yeah. I watched yeah. the game with a Grizzlies fan the other night, and it was just painful. Yeah, it was like a twenty-nine point game yeah. in the first quarter. Dude. As soon as I saw it, I sent it to my friends. I was, I was like, LeBron forty-point game inbound. Like, I'm surprised mm-hmm. that hasn't happened. I'm surprised he hasn't dropped eighty on him yet, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, he needs to be quiet. And yeah. I think they're playing tonight. Uh, yeah, talking smack on LeBron, famous, uh, famously, uh, like what's the word? Successful yeah. strategy. I'm, I'm yeah. not a big LeBron fan, but like, don't talk shit about LeBron. Yeah, I mean, every yeah. time you do, he no goes one off. Is. Like definitely, exactly. definitely don't blow in his yeah. ear. Out He's no. one of those guys like that, like, like Larry Bird or like Michael Jordan too. Where they're like, if you just say the wrong thing, they're like, okay, mm. now it's on. Yeah, Kevin Garnett. 
KG. 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 Anything is possible. <laughs> Go home and you burn You can the fly. Suit. <laughs> Take off the suit, get butt ass naked, and burn it. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen the Key and Feel sketch? Where it's like the they're making fun of like the KG one, and he's like, he's like, you can do. It. It's like after the, like he wins like a big game, he's like, you can do anything. <laughs> you can fly, <laughs> children. <laughs> you can fly. <laughs> go home. Go on the roof. <laughs> try yeah. to fly. I'm surprised I haven't seen <laughs> that. What the heck? Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Everything yeah. is possible. But that's I feel like that's what's popping. That's what's popping. Is that what's popping? There, there was one more. Oh, the Tucker Carlson. That was Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to talk a little bit about the yeah, talk. That's just, <laughs> I mean. Tucker Carlson. Well, Jonathan, <laughs> I d- you were you just told me in class, and then I've, I've been busy. I haven't really read up much on it since. But Tucker Carlson? Yeah, give us a runaround on so Tucker Carlson. Basically. Now, and please, please, give out the uh, part that the liberal media and AOC <laughs> want you to believe, because I don't <laughs> want any of that on the show. Well, it's contrary to popular belief. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is a news show. Okay, solving the world. This, this is, is a news show. This, this is a pu- Republican right wing tank show. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, uh, let's go, Brandon. Am I right? <laughs> 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 this is news. No, but uh, but I don't know why they let him go. Like, what's the reason that? No, he left him? on his own. Oh, he, oh, he like, did. They didn't okay. fire him. Oh, he's okay. trying to get that Patreon money. Yeah, he's he's hey. gonna go to like. I feel like he's either gonna start a podcast that some people are gonna listen to, or he's gonna like join some other right wing. Like, Crazy right wing. What's thing? that other like the radio? The like Daily Wire. Oh, he's gonna join like uh, like Something. Daily Wire. One America. <laughs> oh, I was thinking. One? One, yeah, I was thinking One America. Yeah, one <laughs> or uh, Newsmax. Yeah, news, news, yeah. Ma- Newsmax. Liberal media wants Daily you to believe. Mail. Just something that sounds like a Ford product. Joel Butcher. That's the next. Issue. Joel Butcher is wearing a red baseball hat, but the liberal media and AOC <laughs> and the squad will tell you not to wear a red hat. <laughs> the squad. He's gonna be on Duramax Patriot ninety six seventeen seventy six. Yeah, you gotta throw the seventeen seventy six in there. Seventeen seventy six FM. Like, he and Charlie Kirk are gonna start some like conservative like uh, podcast. Okay, so uh, Joe Biden today <laughs> killed a little kid. <laughs> it's almost like the. It's almost a little bit like the Ben Mackey. So Joe <laughs> Biden, <laughs> Ben Mackey, Ben Mackey, shout out, yeah. So I well, Mister, I guess that is kind of a little Ben Mackey in there. It's it's slightly like the the inflection yeah. is sort of similar. Well, Ben Mackey's more like this. Like yeah. I, I feel like he's he's more got a little more uh, in his voice. So the Tucker Carlson's more like this. <laughs> so the Steelers at the picket fence. Hey, you see the liberal <laughs> media want you to believe it. Can he pick it? Is can he not pick the it? Man for the it's not the man. <laughs> not can he pick it? Trevor Lawrence, MVP of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can he pick it? Probably Zins. That <laughs> probably is good. <laughs> probably Zins. That is good. Winter Green Men <laughs> is my fave. Very good. Uh, yeah, yeah he's going to spend more time on Nelk Boys. Yeah, I was just about to say. I saw him on the Nelk Boy podcast. and I was just like, that's That just makes sense. That just makes sense. Fun fact, he was a registered Democrat from 2006 to 2020. Really? Isn't his wife like the nah, I'm pretty sure that's AOC in the liberal media. So no, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't register Democrat because he's a Democrat. He registered Democrat basically cause so he could vote like the worst Democrat in or something where he lives. Um, but the reason he that stepped down. That sounds like what? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. The reason he stepped yeah, down. Yeah, dude. No, I only did it. So I could actually vote for the bad guy. I only did it so I could <laughs> destroy the Democratic point. Party reputation. I did it, see, because I'm actually kind of on another level. All right, I'm like so one step ahead. He actually of went to college in Connecticut. He went to Trinity College, which is oh in Hartford. You yep. know a lot about old PC. I did man. a little research. I did a little research. He's born in San Francisco, which is like the most ironic thing ever. 
He doesn't seem like that like crazy of a guy. Like Alex Jones, when you watch Alex Jones, you're like, this guy is nuts. But the when you watch Tucker Carlson, you're like, the, the thing is, so Tucker's real clip is like is the Zins, and they're talking about getting rid of like certain nicotine products. The problem with Tucker <laughs> is that he he doesn't believe the stuff he says. No, but he still says it, yeah. and it's wrong. It's all for a paycheck. Yeah, it's all, it's all he, true. he doesn't actually well, believe that's what they're it. Proven right now, like that's kind of why he stepped down because they exposed the text of him saying like Trump didn't like because like Fox News was saying. The election was rigged, right. and he didn't think it was, but he still went on a show. Was like the election was rigged towards Joe Biden, and <laughs> uh, basically they exposed the text. Like, and he didn't. Li- America. He didn't Did like he go to jail for that? I feel like you uh, should. He won't uh, if it's like proven. But um, oh, sorry. Probably just have to pay something. But basically they exposed his character, and now he's just mad, so he left. So I don't know what he's gonna do now. I mean, like that's the peak of his career. I don't see him getting bigger. He'll get a show on Netflix. <laughs> Today he's we're going to expose play. the liberal media <laughs> lies. <laughs> Tucker Carlson played by Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that would kind of work, actually. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, both underdogs. The Stranger so. Things, maybe. Both underdogs. Okay. But, yeah, Tucker's gone. Um, yeah. Does anyone else have any other Tucker well, Carlson I mean, yeah, jokes? Tucker Carlson's gone, so that's the, that's the podcast. We're ending Oop. it. All Over right. That's good night, yeah. everyone yeah. from Morgantown. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's, uh, why don't we segue into... The main. Let's go to Queens. Let's go to Queens. Go to Queens. So, uh, Joe is here. He's our resident Mets expert. <laughs> Meet the Mets. Greet the Mets. However the song goes. Uh, Joe, just some opening thoughts. How did you become a fan of the New York Mets? Well, uh, I was born in Jersey, North Jersey. Uh, so you know, not too far from me. Location based, exactly. And okay. my mom was a big Mets fan. She was actually at Game Seven of 1986. Wow. Whoa. Saw the Mets. Damn. Win a World Series, and uh, yeah, just familial based, I guess. Familial based. Yeah. So you're from Northern Jersey, so like like Bergen County kind of area. Essex County. Essex County. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a couple hours from. I'm from Connecticut. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, do you watch the Mets a lot? I mean, is it an everyday yeah, I mean, thing? Or since I've been at school, not so much. No. Just because it's like a, uh, you know, I can't. MLB, the MLB TV subscription, man, it's expensive. They get uh. you. Oh, dude. Yeah, if but it was cheap, I'd be buying oh that my God, all day. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, when I'm at home, yeah, I mean, every night they're playing. Sure. Me and my brother, my mom, sometimes my dad, sometimes my sister. They're not as big of fans as we are, but mm. we're all there. There you go. That's kind of like the Steelers with my family. It was like, uh, I feel like a lot of people aren't really like that with baseball anymore. It's kind of hard yeah, to be. Not so much it's anymore. It's yeah, kind of hard to be because like it's 162 games, and yeah. it's hard to watch. And, you know, not every game – Really, I mean, I shouldn't say not every game matters, but some games matter more than others. Like September matters more than April. Well, like, like this, you s- like you said, it's 162 games. Yeah. So like, yeah, like every game. I love matter. the Red Sox, but like, I don't have, I can't always watch every night because first of all, I don't have the motivation to because I have stuff to do, and you know, I don't have MLB TV, and you know, pirating it is not fun. <laughs> I think like <laughs> that's probably like where the big, like, one of the, I mean, I. I don't want to say unseen, but it definitely made like a major advantage football had, I guess, at the time. Like being on Sunday, like baseball games were still like during the day. Like even when TV became pop, like more popular, it was like it wasn't, they weren't really in prime time yet. They were during the day and like weekdays and stuff. And NFL being like right, you know, Sunday you get home from church, have lunch, dinner, whatever. It's engraved in the Americana lifestyle. Gather around the television and watch football, but. That one o'clock start time. I kind of oh, wish I would have been like that with a baseball team. Though. Like Sundays in the fall, dude. Weekends in the fall are like 
top ten yeah. life experiences, dude. You got <laughs> college football Saturday, and then when we go to like a football school. Yeah. So like that's awesome. Yeah. And then Sunday, dude, it's it's NFL. Yeah. Like it's kind of like, hard to beat. Dude, could you imagine? Football season, if the football team were as good as baseball team is right now, that like would be great. It would be oh, unreal. Uh, Milan would be sold out every game. Mm. And not to say that baseball games aren't fun. Like, they're really fun to go to. But it's just, I mean, football is king. Football, yeah. football, football is, is king. It's king. But it's just like, it's, it's weird that how quick, kind of quick a shift happened, I guess. But Well, J.J. Weatherholt is insane. Yeah. And the pitching has been good. And I mean, there's just a lot of things. The, the I mean, the lineup one to nine is pretty solid. I mean, y- there's not really any weaknesses in the lineup. I mean, like Tevin Tucker is a great contact hitter. He gets on base. He drives and runs. And then you have you know if Dane Leonard, he drives and runs. He's got a little bit of a swing. You've got Caleb McNeely, who just hits bombs. He's yeah. got he leads the team in home runs. Yeah, I mean they're good. Yeah. I mean you can go up and down the lineup. We're not here to talk about West Virginia, even though. I think we will later. They are good. Yeah, we'll probably talk probably about West Virginia later. But I guess you said you. I mean, you've got a lot of notes here, so we can get in. Because the read Mets your notes the now. The <laughs> Mets. The Mets are one of the rare teams that were starting from the beginning to the f- end or present day is not really as difficult because they're kind of a newer team in terms of like the MLB. I guess because MLB goes back to like the 1800s, and that the Mets are like. First season in 1962, founded by Joan Whitney Payson. So she was a like minority owner of the Giants. Uh, Brooklyn Dodgers Giants used to be like the Kings, the teams back then around there around that area. Obviously Brooklyn and then Queens Giants and stuff like that. Uh, but then what was it? The William Shea, the guy that uh, the Shea Stadium ended up being named after. He was an attorney. And then he was like, he created the Coastal League, or no, Continental League. Continental League, <laughs> yeah. S- which, or do you do you have anything on this? Like, because it's kind of weird how it was. Like, I didn't even know this was really possible with like the the sh- like uh, Sherman antitrust exemption. Like that you could create. I knew like you couldn't create a competing like actual league, but it sounds like he was trying to add this as like another part. Of Major League Baseball? Yeah, so the, the way that I kind of looked at it was kind of like the ABA and the NBA okay. merger. So, like, he so creates this thing. Leagues. That must have been, like, right around. He creates it right yeah. after the Dodgers and Giants leave New York. Because now there's this big opening in New yeah. York for a baseball team. Creates a Continental League. Is around for a few years. And I think in 19, I want to say 60, they vote to add Team CMLB. And it's the the Angels, the Mets – the Houston Colt 45s. Oh, such a, dude, that's such a better one. name yeah. than the I Astros. I can't believe like no one's upheld that name. For real, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, okay, Colt actually, 45. I can believe it, but like, oh, 45. But I should have. Exactly. I know. I so wish someone. Have. And it's just such a funny thing too about like the creation of the Mets that like they had, you know, yes, New York City is like a big area, but like they had a team. They had the Yankees after that. Yeah. But like, it's just such a big, big, really. It was the big attitude in a small area that they're like, dude, we can't. Just I'm not going to root for the Yankees. I'm just not going. It's going to replace the Giants, right? Because that's well why the color is the blue and yeah. the blue and yeah. orange. Yeah. The, bro- the Dodgers and Giants left. Yeah, great and color. Like, oh, fantastic choice. Yeah, together. absolutely. It's also the colors in New York City, by uh, the way. And yeah, the Knicks, yeah. Islanders, yeah. All, yeah. all blue and orange. I know Islanders. That's a, that's a big thing. Uh, that's all those fans usually are the same fans. It's yeah. the Ets fans, I always yeah, say, and then exactly. the Islanders. Yeah. yeah. 
like the yeah. Well, because the Jets and Islanders—that's actually two names that I think. Uh, what's her Joan Payson? She—that's one of the. She coined them. Yeah, two of the ones that she was thinking of. Jets. And yeah, usually it's like Giants, Rangers, Yankees, and uh, Knicks, and then it's like Jets, Mets, Nets, Jets, Islanders, Mets, yeah. Nets, and maybe throw a Devils in there for the some. The Islanders, yeah. the Jersey people. Yeah. Yeah, Jersey people. Both Jersey hockey teams in the playoffs right now. If you think mm. of it, for now. The uh, Devils and uh, yeah, they're playing right now. Devils and Rangers. That's or that's a cool series. Rangers. The New York City metropolitan area teams. So yeah, then that's how they got their start really, and then they were pretty. But then they're they're pretty garbage though it's pretty for terrible. a while for the sixties. Three to, to one Devils, by the way. Their records up here. So yeah, so first season sixty two. They go forty and one twenty, then fifty one and one eleven, fifty three and one oh nine, fifty and one twelve in nineteen sixty five. Sounds like the A's. Sixty six and ninety five in nineteen sixty six. I'm just gonna keep going. Their first winning they don't have a winning season until the World Series uh season in nineteen sixty nine. They won hundred games to sixty two losses. So yeah, the year before that, seventy three and eighty nine and then the next season the Miracle Mets. I mean, that, that I never really knew that. That truly is a miracle team. To literally your first winning season <laughs> is the World Series. The World Series. That's Seven crazy. years after your creation. Exactly. And then Tom Seaver on that team. What's it like? I mean, I got. He was like the man. Or yeah, yeah. Tom, what do you yeah, got? Tom what do you Seaver, got for yeah, Tom Seaver. Uh, Don Zimmer. All a whole bunch of ex uh, ex Dodgers. A lot of guys who just like stuck around. End of their career, didn't feel like moving to to Los Angeles with the Dodgers. Um, Ed Cranepool was a notable guy. He was on the the beginning team in '62. He was 17 years old. '62, 17 plays plays his whole career with that the Mets. 18 sick. years, wins the World Series. Yeah, Tom Seaver, like you said, Nolan Ryan, which I think yeah. a lot of people forget about. He started he his career. Really? Yeah. yeah, you didn't know that. Uh, wasn't what? Wasn't very yeah. good, but was a Met. Yeah, Texas to New York City. Wow. Jerry Kuzman, who also. That that starting staff was just electric. Man. But yeah, I mean, other than Tom Seaver, not like a lot of big name guys yeah. who people talk about a lot. Well, I mean, I mean, yes, Seaver and then Nolan Ryan. But then yeah, after that, the only other name I know is Ron Swoboda because he has that cri- the great catch in the World Series and could play in right field. Yeah. But I, first, one thing I w- I did want to touch on before we move on too far, the first. Four or fir- yeah, first four seasons here, so sixty-two through sixty-five. They're managed by Casey Stengel, who, if you don't know, that's is a like big name, <laughs> like a bi- a fixture of baseball history, like legendary. I think was involved with the game from the very beginning in like the eighteen hundreds. Uh, but most famously, f- uh, probably uh, known for his quotes. And I just wanted to read some of my favorite here that I had pulled up. Um. First one here. Ability is the art of getting credit for all the home runs uh, somebody else hits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, everybody, line up alphabetically according to your height. That, that's just <laughs> Been in this game 100 years, but I but I see new ways to lose them. I never knew existed before. Don't cut my throat. I may want to do that later myself. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball guy. Don't drink in the hotel bar. That's where I do my drinking. <laughs> Finding good players is easy. Getting them to play is another <laughs> is another story. Where's like some of the really funny ones? There's one. What did this guy do? 
He was a manager. He he played from like, oh, I don't know. Someone, I could look that up. But he played, he played er, like in like the 30s. Yeah, like say. way yeah, like he was, early, he was, he was early. old when he got the job as, as the next manager. The Mets also, yeah, they played at the Polo Grounds. They played at the Polo Grounds for two years before Shea Stadium if opened so up. S- <laughs> if you're so smart, let's see you get out of the Army. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the Mets have only won World Series against one division in baseball? Hmm. Which division is that? You'll, you probably know and you probably know. Let's see if you know, Declan. I don't know divisions in baseball. Uh, Let's say the AL West. It's no. got to be the AL East, right? It's the AL East. Yeah. That's Orioles and Red Sox. There is an AL West, though, right? There is an AL West. West. Never make predictions, especially about the future. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Dude. We could have a whole episode on this guy's quotes. I mean, he's basically like Yogi Berra, where he just Just has We're just having conversations, and Joel just pipes in with, like, you know, if you never first, you last. (laughs) (laughs) Two hours later. The New York Mets. Joe, uh, Joe, what's your favorite New York Mets story? Favorite New York Mets story? Well, 2015... When the uh, the Mets made it to the World Series, unfortunately lost. Mm. It's uh, whatever Sunday night I want to say maybe school night. I remember that very vividly. And my mom and my brother and my sister getting loaded up in the car and going to Cincinnati because the Mets have a possibility of clinching. Right. They just won the first game of the series. If they win the second, they clinch. If they lose the second, win the third, they clinch. So they're all going out there. They ask me. I say, "No way, Jose. I got school tomorrow." Yeah. You know? Damn. Just pulling out of the driveway. I'm sitting in my bed thinking about it. And I'm like, man, like if I miss this, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna forgive myself. As they're as they're as they're driving away, I kid you not, barefoot and running down the road, stop sign at the end of my street, yeah. catch my mom <laughs> in the side view mirror. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Yeah. Pulls back around. I load a bag up with some clothes, get in the car. <laughs> that was a final That's day. Awesome. Go to Cincinnati. It was the final day of you being an academic weapon. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I gave up on school yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, yeah, and then we're there, they win. I vividly remember all, they come around, they do a little tour around for all the Mets fans who yeah. came out. And Noah Syndergaard, who for all my Mets fans, they know what, the, they know what he looks like. He's this big 6'6", blonde-haired dude. He looks like he should be fighting in freaking England in <laughs> 1048. The dude is a Viking. <laughs> and he's walking around high-fiving people. And I kid you not, it, I've never seen someone focused so hard on mm. where people's hands are. The dude could, like, he was like... He's probably cross used, side probably trying to, to yeah. find hands. Because he finds his corners, baby. Yeah. Find those corners. Find those corners. But, so... They did, they, did, they did it in the Mets. They, they didn't win the World Series, series there, but they, yeah. they made it. They made it. They, got they were there. The Royals, right? They were there. The Casey Royals. Lost the Royals. That was a good... That that was was a, that's a fun team. Just like just like that Mets team was, though, that Royals team should not have been there. Mm. They, were the, they were a hodgepodge of just, like, Dude, weirdos. That, that Royals mm. team was so fun to look back on. Like, Salvi Perez and... Alcides Escobar, uh, Eric Gordon. Hosmer, Alcides. Mike Moustakis, yeah. Ben Zobrist. Like, oh, that's a fun – that was such a fun team. And that one pitcher who who died – I shouldn't laugh, but who died. Mm. Ventura. Yes. Yeah, Rodon Ventura. Yeah. yeah they, and that was that was a fun – that was the last small market team to ever win a yeah. World Series since now because literally after I, that. I mean, <laughs> now it's like – I guess you could – It's a wild freaking I'd say the Nationals might be a small Washington's market. Washington's a pretty big market. Yeah. I mean, let's see. Uh, Cubs in 16. Bigger than Kansas City. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Cubs in 16. Astros in 17. Asterisk. 2018 Red Sox. 2019 was the Nats. 2020 uh, was the Dodgers. Asterisk. 2021 uh, Braves. 2022 Wait, Astros. Dodgers, Asterisk. What's with Dodgers? Asterisk. COVID season. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
it's worth I wouldn't give that an asterisk. I, s- I feel like everyone played on the same playing field. They all played 60 games. I know. It's just because it was a 60-game season. Yeah, I'll give it to them. Playoffs were still the same, though, you know? So, so we still haven't won a I'll full season once. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it to them. I mean, yeah, you can have it. We'll be nice. So, yeah, the Mets, they have that miracle 69 <laughs> season. Nice. Back to well, because I, ju- I, I just do want to get to the 86 Mets because they're crazy. So they, they go back to the World Series in 73, uh, lose 4-3 to uh, – does it say on there? Or do you get you – 86, the Red Sox. No, they, who did they lose to in 73? 73, the A's. They lost the, the A's. A's. Can you imagine yeah. that now? <laughs> yeah, the, the A's. A's. Mets. <laughs> the A's losing to the Mets in the World Series. The Mets, I mean, the A's are 4-18 and 18 right now. 4-18. and 18. Wow. That's bad. The but Mets? No, the A's. Oh. The Mets are the Mets are good, right? Oh, it's pretty I solid. Say, I thought the Mets were good right now. So you're missing one know. guy though. Much like uh, the city <laughs> itself, the Mets kind of go downhill in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> <and> the <laughs> 80s. But the 1986 baby. I mean, Ew. I'm sure you have some good notes. Like, go through. I I mean, I have all these guys r- written down, but like I'm sure you yeah. have more of the lore and you can kind of sure, sure. like what they mean to the organization. <laughs> Mets lore. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll Mets lore, <laughs> presented by Joel DeLuca. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set the stage a little bit here. So, in 1983, if Dale Strawberry comes up, wins Rookie of the Year. Next year, he wins Cy Young. Or, sorry, I lied. Dale Strawberry, never mind. Not a pitcher. <laughs> Thinking of Doc Gooden. Doc Gooden, 1984, Rookie of the Year, 1985, Cy Young. All these young dudes, Sid Fernandez, another starting pitcher, Lenny Dykstra, notably a, a crazy character in the clubhouse. One of the craziest players in baseball history. Yeah, Ron Darling, another starting pitcher in 1983. All these dudes debut between 1983 and 1985, and they're all on the team. They all play integral parts on the 1986 World Series team. Um, and they sign and trade for some pretty big veteran pieces like Gary Carter and Keith Hernandez during those years as well. There's a real like Seinfeld alum, Keith Hernandez. <laughs> speaking of Seinfeld, I know Seinfeld is a Mets fan. Speaking of, he is. He's a big Mets fan. He, well, that was like a big, a big part of the Mets? debate because he has a Yankees <laughs> hat, but then it like switches back and forth. I think between the Yankees and the Mets, the hat in the background of. And the then Costanza's a Yankees apartment. fan. Yeah, because he works. He works for. He has yeah. to be. He lives and dies by the Yankees. And then this is kind of off topic, but you know that Steinbrenner was supposed to be on. Like Seinfeld, like acting as himself, because Larry David yeah. used to do the oh, voice. Oh yeah, yeah, I did know this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he was so enough. bad. Yeah, it wasn't funny enough. <laughs> they just had Larry David do it again. So it was pretty funny. That like that might be one of the most Larry David things ever. Is like he has the he's not good enough. He has the uh, Sta- uh George Steinbrenner. I couldn't think of his first name there for a second. Uh, the owner of the Yankees, and he's like, ah, like uh, okay. not good enough. You're not good. I'm no. gonna do it myself. You're done. But yeah. that's crazy. I mean, so run through some of those years again. So it was Doc Gooden was first, you said, right? Doc Gooden was 1984. Dale Strawberry, 1983. Lenny Dykstra, 85. Sid Fernandez, 84. Roger McDowell, 85. Ron Darling, 83. So all, all that, those that's dudes. That's nuts, dude. That's those like are the whole Those, are, those are three of the there. five starting pitchers. And Daryl Strawberry, who arguably is the greatest Met of all time. And then Roger McDowell, who's a, in the bullpen. Lenny Dykstra, again, leadoff hitter. So, yeah, they have Lenny Dykstra, leadoff center field, strawberry in right field, Keith Hernandez, first base. You said they signed Gary Carter, the catcher. Yeah, they traded for him in 84. Where did he come from? 
the Expos, Expos Montreal. Right. So bring them back. They mm. had Howard Johnson and Ron Knight. That's a great name, third. Howard Johnson. I think Ron Ron Knight primarily he played. Yeah, Ray, yeah, Ray Knight played or third. Ray Knight, Ray yeah, Knight. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean that. No, <laughs> no, correct me. Cause <laughs> I don't want to be wrong no, naming it out. You got to correct him. You, you know the lore, so. <laughs> and then the the, the guy Mookie Wilson. Mookie Wilson. Field. Mookie. What? How long has he been there? Was he? I think he was also a new addition, or newer at least, in the you know early '80s, mid '80s. But yeah, there's a there's a real like dichotomy, I guess you could say. I don't know if oh that's yeah. the right word between the ages on this team. So you had Ray Knight, Keith Hernandez, and Gary Carter, who are all 32. Who are all three like you know that's your veteran leadership right there. They're three of your best hitters. Ray Knight scored scored the game winning run in Game Six. <laughs> I mean, when really that ball like rolled yeah. through Billy Buckner's legs. And then you have behind the back. And then you have behind the back. Doc Gooden who's twenty one. Lenny Dykstra is twenty three. Daryl Strawberry is twenty four. Ron Darling's twenty five. Sid, Sid Fernandez is twenty three. All five of those dudes are in. And I mean, max their third season in the MLB. And look at how great sh- that leadership was. All Lenny Dykstra, <laughs> Doc Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, all <laughs> upstanding <laughs> characters. <laughs> all upstanding citizens. Greatest guys the in the States. world. Didn't do any. Kept their noses clean. Would absolutely. Didn't do anything. <laughs> would let ever. all three of them date my daughter. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Who would you want at the same the time? Team <laughs> who would you want on the team to date your sister? Now that could that could be uh, bachelor <laughs> debaters too. Oh who, yeah. who on the eighty six meth would you let marry your sister? <laughs> no one. The manager. <laughs> the manager. <laughs> Who was? Let's see. That's talk uh, about the I 2000 Mets. I feel like D. Johnson. I want to talk about the 2006 Mets. That was a, the saddest story in baseball. We can talk about anything. I mean, I know we had that 86 and like a little history we want to touch on, but we can talk about whatever Mets you feel most comfortable talking about. Because I I don't really know a ton about the Mets, but I like I like them because like you know kind of what we've been talking about. Like they're like the grittier New York team. Like there's the Yankees that represent like the Wall Street. Like Fifth Avenue type yeah, guys, sure, and sure. then there's the Mets that represent the well, down, the downtrodden. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said in the, like the. I was started watching some of the Thirty for Thirty, and it was that's what they said. It's like right, once the Yankees was like Wall Street, and then the Mets was everybody else, because <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the real people, <laughs> the the real citizens of New York. But so yes, eighty six. I mean, I'm sure we can touch. John, you might know a little bit more about this than me, too, being more of a lifelong Red Sox fan. So the situation was game six. six. It was game six, 1986 World Series. It was three. The Red, we Red Sox went into the inning. Went into the inning. I can't talk. It was the 10th inning, I think. And Leading um, three to – It was a one-run game, I think. And, um, yeah, uh, Bill Buckner was playing first base. And uh, who was batting? Oh, my God. Mookie Wilson. Mookie yeah, Wilson batting. Two outs, and the Red Sox had gotten to two strikes like a bunch of times. Like they were one strike away from winning the World Series, like a like handful and of times. I feel like it was like a twenty pitch at bat or something. Like yeah, that. it was it crazy, was crazy at bat. So then, it's so Mookie Wilson hits like this little dribbler to to the first base line, and Bill Buckner just misses the ball. Like I don't know how. Like I think a okay. ten year old could have felt fielded that ground ball. So I, as the uh, one of the resident. Red Sox fans here. I'm going to come to Billy Buckner's aid here and kind of give some pe- give you guys a little background on just where he's coming from. Okay, because he shouldn't have even been out there. This is this is a flawed management. This has absolutely nothing to say on this borderline Hall of Famer's career. Okay, Beyond the bat. he was like 
He had some. I, I can't remember the awards that he mentioned he had, but he was like a good batter, like good career batter. He was a good player, really good fielder. Great yeah, great really fielder. So, by this time in the season, he's had uh, nine cortisol shots in one season so far. And then I think it was his knees or something like that. His ankle uh, and CT scans or whatever, whatever they were, showed that his ankle was like bone on bone, basically. And then. Prior, prior to this moment in the game, uh, his first at bat of the game, a guy lands on the field right in front of him, like a in a like a parachute. Parachutes onto the field li- like a Mets fan, with a sign that said, "Oh, what did the sign say? Oh, that's I can't remember what the sign said, but it was something like he was cheering for the Mets." And then he all next at bat gets plunked, so he's like terrible knees, terrible ankle, bone on bone, shouldn't even be out there. He gets hit, and then also a thing I've heard that he said was the glove that he was wearing was, like, way too worn in. He was supposed to wear a newer glove that night, but something happened or whatever. And so when he goes over, his natural momentum closes the glove. Ball goes right by. Those those broken down knees and ankle, they're not, they're not reacting quick enough to adjust, man. It, it's toast. So I will come to Billy Buckner's aid here and say, you know, Yes, that's a routine play, but you know you can only ask so much. The implications. The implications. Yeah, but he can't do it in that moment, dude. Like, <laughs> like you make the play. Still a terrible play. Oh, it's painful. I mean, I'm watching it right now. I mean, but you oh can see what God. I'm saying about the. You can see the glove. He gets over. He gets set. Oh. Those old knees. He's bending down. I mean, you can't knock it down. You just miss it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I mean, but I a guy like that, it. you're trusting your ability. Why is he playing you're first base in Game Six of the World Series? You've taken him. You've taken probably millions of ground balls at that, that point. Not actually, taken a good amount of ground if balls. If he's hurt, he should not be thousands, playing. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Get Mookie Wilson flying there when the ball almost hits him. And oh then my goodness. So, th- but then keep going with the situation. I mean, do you know how it keeps going? So yeah, it's it's like it's like this long at bat, and it's it's a lot of drama, and there's a couple wild pitches, and a runner scores, and um, we can try to narrate it while we go here. So here's Mookie Wilson stepping back into the box. Yeah, let's just do this. Um, I like this. Live. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, do a little play-by-play action here. I'm set the pitch. Chop down the first baseline. Buckner through his legs <laughs> in the right field, and that'll do it. <laughs> right will score, <laughs> and the Mets win Game Six. <laughs> what an at bat by Mookie Wilson! <laughs> what an at bat, <laughs> Joe Buck. Yeah, that's through the legs. <laughs> Ball is through the legs. <laughs> Runner will score, and the Mets win it. <laughs> Dude, that's so index ratings. I, su- I swear, uh, it I went say? through Buckner's <laughs> wickets. <laughs> Gosh. That's that's how I match Joe Buck. He's in the it. room. I say that as like a joke. <laughs> no, wait. But that's you, know, you know what I want to hear Joe Buck call? The Kurt Gibson home run. High fly ball <laughs> back at the wall. It's gone. <laughs> Kurt Gibson. Thompson. I just, every time I see, think of that play, I think of the <laughs> Kent Murphy video when he's talking about how to, <laughs> yeah. how to do your home run trot. And he's like, you're going to Kurt Gibson. Kurt Gibson the base. second base. <laughs> Pump that elbow. My favorite, my favorite's right field. (laughs) 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 Now, if you're under the age 13 and you're playing right field, (laughs) chances are you're the worst (laughs) effing player on the team. (laughs) Me watching that as a 13 year old right fielder, Uh, uh, like, 
Wait, not me, though. Right? I'm different. Me, yeah. Funny yeah, enough, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would argue that right field might <laughs> be the best outfielder in the major leagues. Yeah, in the major leagues. Probably. I would say right field's the best That's outfielder. Yeah, definitely your best defensive I'd say center fielder is your best, like, fastest guy. Right fielder's got your best arm. 100%. I mean, Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. Right fielder. 86 men. Yeah. Yeah. 86 match. One of the best players in Mets history. One of the best players in Mets history. You Known for his heroics. <laughs> You seen AOC in Rebel Media, Bobby Believe. <laughs> AOC was not there. <laughs> she was not there to celebrate the Mets because exactly. she has she a vendetta so against New York. She only lives there so she could get the liberal votes. <laughs> She's actually from Wyoming. <laughs> She's actually from Dothan, Alabama. <laughs> She's actually from Alabama. Southern, Southern Tucker Carlson. Liberal media will tell you. Liberal media is going to tell you. I'll tell you, you what. In no more. I'll tell you what. You damn vote for them damn Democrats. I'll tell you what. Democrats. The Barkman incident. There was just no coming back from that in Game Seven. Uh, I think Joe Buck yeah. did call that game. The uh, the uh, um, Steve Barkman, Steve Barkman game? game. Yeah, I that think one. He did. I think he did because it was a Fox game. So yeah, the Mets. Man, they have lost every every other playoff. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes, they have. They've only made the playoffs like a handful yeah. of times, right? Red Sox, yeah. though, yeah. since then, up and up. Three <laughs> World Series. Or three or four. Four World four Series four in 2000s. Yeah. 2004, so 2007, yeah, 2013, just how die hard I am, you know. As yeah, look Sox at this guy. Fan. He knows his Sox history. Yeah, how long was the str- how long was the curse, Joel? It was uh, 86 years. There right? we go. Okay. Yeah. And that was Talking Mets. Talking Mets. Talking yeah, we can push it along here. Let's... You have anything else you want to add, Joe? Joe no, I mean How are they doing right now? Yeah, they're yeah. doing good right yeah, now. They're yeah, doing yeah, real good right now. Predictions second, for the season. Second on the analyst. I don't want to make any predictions because every time a Mets fan makes a prediction, they're proven wrong. <laughs> That's a scary division. But it's a very scary division. With Brandon Nimmo and Pete Alonso, we're looking like two absolute studs right now. So what about Max? Danny Burgess. That's, yeah, that's about a Max. silly. That's a silly, uh, silly suspension right there. Rosin and nah, Rosin and. It's Rosin and Sweat. It's Rosin and Sweat. Screen. Everybody knows it. Ten games for that dude. That well, is ridiculous. It's only two it's starts. Only, it's only two starts, but still. But, dude, but still, he's no. a he's a clubhouse guy. He's got to be in the he's got to be in the locker room, man. Guess, every t- okay, every game. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that for a pitcher. JV's hurt, right? For a pitcher, ten games yeah, is not dude, that yeah. big. Justin Verlander's hurt. He's been hurt. But I don't even know if he made a start yet. What does that mean? Year. Like you just oh you don't get to put on your uniform I don't and think jacket can, like, for ten games. You have to be, I think, not at the not with the team. Yeah, that that's a bit of a bummer. It's a, yeah, absolutely, it's yeah. a bummer. I mean, also, he can't be at the facility. Like yeah. he's gonna have to go. You gotta like sit at your house, I or guess. like at <laughs> least like to get work in while the game's going. He can't do that. So, but I think okay. the Mets are still gonna be okay. Uh, he'll come back, and uh, I mean that's the, you have the Braves and the Phillies in that division. The Phillies will be get better. I think they're just off to a slow start. The Braves are good. Yeah, I, I mean think they're Phillies pitching. Will be Back to where they were. Last I think season. they'll be good. Uh, so the Mets definitely have their work cut out for them. I think the Braves probably win that division. I think the Mets get into the wild card and then lose in two games, maybe to the Padres. The Padres. Um, so that is Mets talk on Solving the World Radio. It's the most I've ever talked about the Mets in my life. So that'll bring us to our favorite segment of the evening. It's our favorite, Jonathan. Master Debaters! Welcome! Sponsored by U92 Studios. Welcome to Master Debaters! Welcome. No. Um. And sponsored by Could Be You. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been made aware we are allowed to take ads, so I mean... 
But it, feel uh, free to just <laughs> DM us on Instagram. If there's any ahead. certain food companies that like to sponsor us, I'm a big yeah. food guy, you know. Yeah. Any Delta Eight shops? Yeah. Delta Eight <laughs> shops. Delta 8. Um, any Delta Xenon? Prism? 12? Prism? Question mark? Let's get a Prism, Prism. sponsorship. <laughs> Sp- brought to you by Prism. <laughs> brought to you by. <laughs> Having a boring Prism night yeah. at Morgantown. If you're 15 to 18 years old. <laughs> We will let you in. (laughs) 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 If you have anything that looks similar to an ID, it's like the bench warmers. (laughs) I am twelve. That's that's it right there. Any sort of paperwork. If you have (laughs) a Costco, if you have a Costco, it smells like crap. If you have a Costco card, Sam's Club (laughs) card, CVS (laughs) rewards, or Ollie's rewards, you are welcome in our bar. (laughs) Say STW at the bar for a five (laughs) percent drink coupon. Two dollar, two dollar shots, <laughs> juice boxes only. The solving the world shot. It's just, it's just. <laughs> no, uh, the solving no, the solving <laughs> the solving the solving the solving the world shot is like uh, the from the videos where like it's the people taking the bar mat and just dumping <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, 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 The solving the world shot. It's called. It's like ten dollars. It's like ridiculously expensive. <laughs> yeah. it's Fifteen dollars. All proceeds <laughs> go to our pockets. <laughs> yep, we keep. Which we spend on things we well, shouldn't. Fifteen divided by three, we'd each get five bucks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's got to be divisible by three. So all ad slots will be nine hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Three hundred each. <laughs> yeah. And we don't take any offers lower than nine. Anything lower, get the f out of <laughs> here. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, but um. Today's prism. master. <laughs> we're not brought to you by prison. Not brought, to, not you brought to you by prison. Unless. Unless. Because we're brought to you by vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other can of worms. Um, what are we talking about, Joe? Today's master debaters topic. In this, I feel like so less, so much less as it is a debating topic, more as it is just a cool topic of conversation we can have uh, with Joe on here. Is but best drummer, as I mentioned, Joe is the drummer of the. Uh, Official p- band of Solving the World and official band of West Virginia University's Porch Couch. Porch Couch, dude. Porch Couch. Just had a show Saturday, well, Thursday and Saturday. Three shows in one week. These guys wow. are like we had three. Days. What was the other one? We played at last Saturday. Yeah, we played at uh, uh, the house show. These guys are just on the road. Technically one week, but kind of. When's your world tour happening? That's exactly one week. Eight days When's a the week. World tour? <laughs> Um, then we the played at Buddy's Budco, which was crazy. That was weird. pretty sweet. It, it was, was cool, but it was it weird. It was weird. Well, because that, that was like the f- one of the first things they'd had there, right? Yeah, I know. I appreciate Buddy's Budco for listening to having us out there. But yeah. I'm not that. I don't, I don't know if we can recommend it, but we can't not recommend it. Yeah, so I don't recommend it. I don't not recommend exactly. it. Exactly. But yeah, if you like, you may go there. Pretty <laughs> cool place. They have like infused seltzers, and you can buy like carts and like actual like mm. plants. Delta 8. If you want to wake up with a taste of kerosene in your mouth. <laughs> kerosene. Not Go that we would know anything about that. Delta 8 carts. Uh, we, of course, did not partake. We are all... Uh, nope. We are sober. We are straight edge. Sober. What? <laughs> Part of our I guess so. We can go. This is something I feel like we could kind of have all have a different answer on. So yeah, I guess whoever wants to start first. Are we gonna go one? Well, let's only go one. One answer. One. We'll try to narrow this down. Usually, to one we'll, final we'll break it down in like a couple answers. Ooh, yeah, but this is the one one answer thing. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a select pool of guys slash girls. Yeah, I can't really think of mine right now. So <laughs> let's be real. We go around. I, I think I could narrow it down a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, this is best. Joel, this you go first. Yeah. Okay, or Joe, because he's our guest. Yeah, Joe. We, but before be before a good you host. Do, I think that yeah, because you probably have a pretty solid answer. I feel like, but 
this isn't like most influential or like best like technically this is just or like your favorite this is like who is the best of all time right i think so without further ado so y- drum roll so please ah i'm gonna have to go with john bonham of I mean, led zeppelin said leppelin damn there you, there you go. go wrong there good I mean, answer yeah. good answer hey mama said the way you move don't make you sweat gonna make you groove that was good. That was really good. Yeah, is he's the, the man, dude. Is that that Grote Van Fleet guy? <laughs> <laughs> he basically is Robert Plant, yeah. dude. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh. They're, they're, they are basically Led Zeppelin. And then mm. you ask them if, if they're influenced by Led Zeppelin. Like, oh, I've know. never even heard of them. Yeah. We really, <laughs> we really like Aerosmith. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, are you are you influenced by Led Zeppelin? No, not at all. Like, no, of course you are. No. I don't know why I made it sound like, like <laughs> Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. No, Barry. Like, no. But I got more. Uh, who's that guy in The Simpsons? I can't. The, cl- the clown? Krusty? I can't think of the guy's name. But I don't know. John Bonham. So, okay, what favorite, like, what's your, like, uh, favorite, like, song, Bill, like, Mo, or when did you hear him first? Or just, well, my what, dad what, what puts him at number one for you? Sure. My dad is a drummer. He's a big Led Zeppelin oh, guy. Grew up, you know, when they were popping off. Did <laughs> you ever go see him? Like, living that close? He to did, I think. I he think wasn't there in 73, times. was he? I don't know. That's like so. one. Yeah, that was right? that was the best. Those were the best yeah. days, bro. Seventy three, <laughs> bro. Well, no, seven, yeah. Madison Square Garden, seventy three. That's like one of their most famous shows. I don't think so, but he's a big Led Zeppelin guy, and he was always playing Led Zeppelin. So, just yeah, that was like my first introduction to to what the drum should sound like. So, well, solid pick, Jonathan. Tell him why his. Sentimental crap doesn't mean anything around here because <laughs> who's your favorite drummer? <laughs> I think Neil no, Peart. That's cool. Like, I like yeah, Neil Peart of Rush. I'm not necessarily yeah. a huge Rush fan, but just listening to his fills and just everything, dude. Like Tom Sawyer and like Limelight and like there's a bunch of YYZ. Like there's so many good songs. I mean, technically, um, like in prof- he's top like three. Technical like proficiency. Technically, he's top three. He's like insane. Mm. Like. And rest in peace. He died a few years ago. Yeah, he was oh, like really? sixty that. something. He was yeah. that old, so that was kind of sad. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think Monday Warrior. Like um, I don't, I don't know, I don't. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just think he's the best. Interesting um, character, as much as he's a genius yes, too. I think absolutely. Like, mm. Heard like after his shows, he would just go back and like read books. <laughs> <laughs> And like That's drink, sick. Drink oh, this wine. is boring, eh? I'm gonna go read some books, eh? <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go read Tom Sawyer. Oh wait, that's Oy. a good song. <laughs> <laughs> that's more like Getty Lee. Yeah, hey, let's write hey about. Al- let's write about. Yeah. <laughs> hey Alex, hey Getty, let's write a song <laughs> called Tom Sawyer. One day, oh. wait a mean me okay. try to take okay, Tom Sawyer. Kick mean, that hoser out of your band. I should be your drummer, no? Not to bum everybody out. Interesting story about Neil Peart. His his wife and his daughter. Dies within. They die within six months of each oh, other. Oh, yeah, I did. What die. the heck, yeah. dude? They die within six That's months. Seriously? Yeah, within wow. six months of each other. I think cancer and a car accident. I'm That's not horrible. Sure which one? Yeah. Damn. Terrible. Geez. Absolutely terrible. And the dude gets on his motorcycle and drives around the United States. That's for cool. Like eighteen months. That's cool. That's, That's in. Have you seen the Rush documentary? The one on Netflix? I have not yet. Oh, dude. They they talk about that yeah. on there. It, That's where I figure you probably heard it from. It's so good. I've watched it twice now, mm. but I like. And I'm not even like the biggest Rush fan. Like neither I am I. I just I, know I, Tom I admire Neil Peart. I th- like I've listened to it's uh two one, two one one two or is it two, two one one two the overture? Two one yeah. one two. Yeah, yeah. I've listened yeah. to that one uh through a few times. I really liked that album. My friend from Twilight back, Zone. My friend from back home is named after Neil Peart, and he's obsessed with Rush. 
That's awesome. His dad named him after he named him Neil. That's like and yeah, that's, that's pretty. Sick. That's so yeah. cool. You, you just hope as a dad, you're like, okay, name him Neil, maybe. <laughs> maybe and and he drums. Yeah, he's a big drummer. He's a big drummer. So actually comes to fruition. He's like. Yeah, he's a drummer. The dad was a drummer, and the son is a drummer. So I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of music in that family. So kind of worked out. So Neil, Neil Pert, final answer. Neil Very Pert. solid. Mm. Declan, who is your number one drummer? I guess it's an answer I got from Joe. Uh, my one of my favorite bands of all time, as of recent, I would probably say The Police. So Stuart, uh, Stuart yeah. Cope. That's Stuart another Copeland. good pick. Yeah. Uh, Joe could probably go into more of how his like mechanics and how he's like a robot. His famous line, but. Uh, <laughs> No, like, dude, the police, they're just such a, like, badass Walking band. Walking on the moon. Throwing, yeah, like, throwing and listen to, and I just feel like the drumming is always just so kick-ass. I love the drumming in every little thing she does with Maddie. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, all their songs are sick. It, like, I don't know, I like that Zoolander bit where, where Zoolander 2, awful movie, but <laughs> uh, Sting and, like, Stuart Copeland, like, pick up Owen Wilson on, like, the side of the street and, like, drive him to, like, whatever, some something in the plot of the movie, but. Yeah, the police. Badass band, badass drummer. That's, that's a good pick. Yeah, so Copeland, that's an underrated pick that's right my there. That's final answer. Oh, so I could be like a deciding factor. Of you the could be. Drummers. I could. See, this is tough. Travis Barker. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Barker. <laughs> He's just like so good. Uh, Lars Ulrich. Best drummer. No, no. no okay, I thought you were serious. Lars like, Ulrich. Him, Lars Ulrich. Oh, wait, is that F-bomb? I've already said the F-word on here. Have we before? Yeah. I think we're allowed. Yeah. I think as long we as have the like a- we have the explicit. Let's okay. just okay. Okay. not. Oh, we're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just try not to use it too too much. I yeah, feel I think like. that's just yeah. the thing. That's like, the first time. Like, if you need for emphasis, then yeah, we should also be a bad idea if we do say it to like stop and talk about it. Yeah, and, yeah, like, no, and focus and on it. Discuss why we <laughs> probably <laughs> can't. So now, <laughs> cut, just cut a little bit. Too far. Just cut a little bit, not all of it. It's like it's like a. It's like a briss, right? <laughs> Cut a little bit, not all of it. I <laughs> not to the sideways there, but I think <laughs> I'm gonna just play devil's ad- advocate here and go with uh, the, the fourth sort of consensus top four, top five, whatever drummer, uh, Dave Grohl. I think he's one of my favorites just because of his sound and how just an, how good of an all-around musician he is, and how much he understands music like through drumming. Like mm. he's a He's a really good guitar player, but he thinks of that like through drumming, and I think that sort of is like an homage to like how good of a drummer he truly yeah. is. Is that he can teach himself? He understands drumming so well. He's taught himself how to play guitar through drums, and it's like uh, uh, the stuff he did with Nirvana. Also, like one thing I like about him is how he was able to like take from other genres and stuff like that in the field where other genres like. Punk, like right. early punk, is like what he started with, right. and like starting in that is like other genres of like how it is with most like subcultures and like niche genres of music is like uh, any other genre is like no, you can't like that. So <laughs> and, like his ability to take from like genres that at the time, if he probably was like talking about like oh I'm, I listen to the Gap Band or I listen to Sugar <laughs> Tree Gang or whatever, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's like not the coolest thing to be listening to probably with the people he's hanging around, and so to like put that into his music I think is just so cool and how you can hear it and like have you ever seen the clip where he's like talking with Pharrell and he's like dude that whole he's like they're talking about Nevermind and he's oh like yeah. that whole is thing is Gat Band and Motown yeah. like yeah. kick, kick yeah. drum he's, he's like and Pharrell when he says that Pharrell's brain just like yeah, explodes yeah. <laughs> like it all makes sense I remember finding out that when I was whatever like 13 years old when he was like 
Oh yeah, he's also the drummer for Nirvana. I was like, what? Like yeah. that is Whoa. so kick. Yeah, that's so kick ass. He's an absolute just like all yeah, around he's legend. Just like yeah, such he's a cool just guy. Really yeah, solid I'd dude. love to have like a beer with him. And or he's something. just like a musician, and everything he does is cool. And that's, that's kind of like, like something about all the guys we've mentioned. Like all dr- drummers, like you, any other category, guitar, guitarist, bass player, uh, maybe bass player. Like the rhythm guys, though, they're usually like also just solid ass dudes. Yeah, yeah. Like, Top if you if we were gonna sit here debate like top front man, like we might have a favorite or like a guy we think is cool, but like in terms of a guy we would actually want to hang out with, <laughs> none of them. Hell no. Like yeah, they, they're all probably like in soccer. All front men, all yeah. front men are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially Portugal. Yeah, yeah, that could. No, but like, you know, what I mean? like couch. it's always like, like drummers and like the rhythm guys that they're like just even as like. They're, they're, they're just happy to be there. They're just happy to be there. We're just we're just in the back, just man. We're, we're getting out of the spotlight. Mm. It's like an offensive lineman in football, man. <laughs> doing all, <laughs> doing all, the, all the work. Yeah. That's yeah, the ba- yeah, that's yeah, the base. Yeah. I think that's the basis. He's the offensive line because he gets no credit at all. But he's like, like you take a bass line out of a tr- song, like bass, dude. Bass players truly get no credit yeah. in terms of like popular. Unless you're like a singer, like a Unless funk bass player, yeah, yeah. like you sing as well. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, like drummers. Or if you're like a bass-driven well, band, like Muse. Yeah, like yeah, that's what I mean. Like dun, or Primus or yeah, something like, some like that. Yeah, some shit like that. But like hip hop, I think has helped people kind of appreciate drumming and like drum beats and different things like that. But yeah, bass player. Hard shade away. True. I guess. Hard. No one said Keith Moon though. Another great. I was yeah, expecting to hear a Keith Moon, but. Another guy that's like psychotic. Well, Buddy Rich. He's the Buddy Rich. Ginger he's Baker. like the Ringo Starr. The opposite of the Phil Collins. The exception to the rule, I guess. Where <laughs> Phil Collins is so cool. Phil Collins. Drumming and cool. singing. Wait, is it how? Wait, wait, Keith Moon psychotic or whatever? Yeah, dude. Wow. Crazy to hang, dude. He's like, I think it's like it's tough because I think he would be fun, but not everybody could handle. He would be a fun. He would be fun on like a Saturday night at like yes. two o'clock All in the right. morning. But he lives every single night, like, like it's Saturday that. at two o'clock yeah. in the morning. <laughs> well, the dude, like, he put, like, in, like not even a f- not even fireworks, like straight up explosives in his bass drum. Yes, like and almost and deafened they, uh, they, yeah, Pete Townsend. And they blew up like <laughs> during the show. What the uh, had to be fire. pulled off stage during his show show because he got too high on monkey tranquilizers. Yes, what? Drug addict on, on like drugs. Stop. Like, he, he yes. Would to, like, he would go <laughs> to a zoo instead of a pharmacy. Yeah. Oh my god! He's crazy. It says like here that he w- uh, the, this the lead singer quotes that he was an attention seeker. He couldn't walk into a room and listen. He just had to find a group of people and seek attention. Sounds like Yoko Ono, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Ah! Yeah. That video with the look. Dude, oh here's Barry. John Lennon playing with Chuck Berry, and then brings Yoko along. It's just so hard to watch because John Lennon like idolized the hell. At a Chuck Berry, oh, yeah, like that's, like, that's like this was his dream, right yeah. there. Dude, yeah. Keith Moon, this would be a sweet movie. Had to unplug his her mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, shut up, dude. She's such Watch a bitch. Video. Mo- like she goes back so many times, and there's no sound coming because they turn off her mic. Yoko, if you're listening, you're a bitch. <laughs> this is the. Cut uh, that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. We don't have to cut, cut that. that. I don't think you can call just straight up call her out on the on the. I can't call Yoko Ono. Yes, you can. <laughs> She's a public figure. Yeah. And uh, you can have she an was opinion. married to John Lennon. Yeah, sh- people know who she is. Now, if you call out a random person that lives in Morgantown, that's different. But yeah. a public figure who's exposed to media and all that stuff, you can say whatever you want, pretty much. Just don't be, don't, like, But I do got something to say about Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Keith Moon seems Thatcher. like a cool guy. I wanna Maggie, Maggie right Thatcher. Lady. Maggie Thatcher. Have you seen the SNL skit? Uh, w- or it's uh, what's no. 
Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Fred Armisen. Ah, uh, yeah. He does a skit where he's like basically he's like being the Sex Pistols and he's Johnny. Rollins. I have seen this. And yeah, he's yeah. like the, he's l- he's like the Sex Pistols and like he hates like all of government and like he makes songs like <laughs> dissing everybody. But then for some reason he loves Margaret Thatcher. Maggie Thatcher. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you're so nice. <laughs> We love so you. Nice. Oh, like Mick Jagger. You're so nice. <laughs> You're so nice. You're so nice. I, don't hold on, huh? I think that, uh, um, what's his name is really sick, too. Uh, I just had it pulled up and I repeated it. I lost it. Oh, my God. There's a t- like Ringo. Bad radio. Yeah, I was going to say. But also y- another one. Of like R- Ringo's like, Ringo's he's a great man. musician. Yeah. Ring, like, uh. Ringo Starr. His is, because, like, his wasn't like you know gonna blow your mind technically per se but like just very distinct he's part of the beatles sound. dude he's p- i mean hold on I'm like well i mean in a way technically Ooh. for that time charlie I would watts say, right? oh charlie watts i was just looking dude. up the stones dude charlie watts. Charlie literally watts. charlie watts another guy that just died not he also ago. died yeah yeah rip oh, i was geez. literally just looking up the stones dude like he's it's crazy sick. could you imagine i mean that's kind of like like you know like what what this is like right now if, if we were still doing this when we were like in our 80s. Yeah. He's like, just something. He gets together with his friends. Who's the best drummer of <laughs> all time? <laughs> Who's the best AI? Like, just get together with your friends. Who's like the best AI? AI? In your 20s. I don't know. I don't have something to follow up with. And you die. And that's still your primary uh, occupation. Like, that's just nuts. Yeah. Those yeah. are still your boys. That's crazy. They probably get I'm sure, well, it's pretty crazy. Depending on where they were in the relationship and where the many ebbs and flows, I'm sure. Mitch- Mitchell. Mitchell. Dave Lim- Mitch Real, Mitchell like Brody, yeah. Brody L. Yeah, Mitch Mitchell actually, I like I like his sometimes. Like Mitch Mitchell, he's uh. Who's Mitch Mitchell? That's I'm unaware. For the uh, for Jimi Hendrix and the Experience, not just not. Oh, Jimmy I was just Hendrix dude. He okay now. I I hadn't heard the name, but when you say yeah. that, dude, he is a good drummer. That he's dude, really good on those. He was a oh. he was oh, like a uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Professional, professional, quote unquote, marching band guy. Uh, Why was I just thinking about Jimi Hendrix? I was like, "Who's their drummer?" I yeah. swear, I'm not making this up right. to you. Mitch Mitchell. And then yeah, you did the Rolling Stones. You did, you did Charlie <laughs> Watts, dude. Like that's crazy. And he was. He oh was my in god. A, he was in a marching band. He was a snare drummer. So like all those fills that he does on all those Jimi Hendrix and the Experience albums, like on Hey Joe and like the Red and Red House, like those are all just like I mean marching like, band chops. To be able to compliment. A guy like Jimi Hendrix that well, like, cause oh my God. like you still have like when you listen to those songs, you have moments like with the drums, you're like, oh, sh- yeah, oh, okay, and to have that like on a Jimi Hendrix like next to him to stand out without going too hard, because you can definitely like, I think there's like a fine line between take over. Yeah, it sounds like okay, this guy's trying way too hard. Yeah. He's trying to compete with him. Like, yeah, he is a good. He is when people always forget about him, and I like like right now, I can't remember the bass player's name because no, no, it is Jimi Hendrix, and like you know, yeah, not. Th- n- I know we're talking about greatest drummers of all time, but Jimi Hendrix, greatest guitarist greatest of all guitar. time, the dude. Lefty, yeah, he's a lefty. Yeah. Change how you play the guitar. He's a lefty. That's what I think. Enough people, uh, especially with just that whole era of music in, in general, like no one. When you listen to it, you're not really taking enough co- into consideration, like. The other stuff that was popular at that time and like how like what mm. that did like because we've always kind of had like guitar gu- guitar distortions yeah, we've always known what Jimi Hendrix sounds like but I just couldn't imagine just driving around like 1968 wow, or whatever wow, and listening wow. to the radio and just like oh my god that's why I think John Bonham is the best drummer because like he did stuff that nobody was I mean he brought in stuff from like big bands in Dude, the 40s yeah, and 50s like, like all that jazz stuff and then he's also playing you know like I mean, 
It's crazy. Well, and also his drum set, not to get into too much. Oh, detail. no, do. Please do. This, I, drum set, this is the stuff I love. Yeah, like, I okay, want to know. This drum set, like, your standard bass drum is mm-hmm. maybe, like, 22 inches, you know? His was, like, 28. Mm. So he's Giant. playing this massive, massive thing. Like, like when truck he's, tire. When he's sitting down, it's above his knee. And then his two toms are both, like, 18 up top, or 16 up top and 18 on the floor. Is that massive, like massive. So toms. also like, bigger yeah, than sta- so everything's just way bigger. Way bigger than yeah. s- than standard. And he's and he had they all everyone in Zeppelin had their own like logo. So he's got his logo on the which is like a nuclear That's radiation logo like on the on the front of his drum set. And it's just like, I mean, you can pull up a picture, but like they're all translucent orange and translucent yeah, green. Yeah, like yeah. They're all so cool. The dude just like I changed. have seen the pictures of his yeah. old drum set. It's like sick. he just changed what it meant to be a drummer. And it's just so like funny too how like. All those guys were so influential, but also sort of like I don't want to say easy, but that sort of how easy it was to be influential. Like all those, like anybody at that time could have gone like, oh, "I'm just gonna get all the biggest pieces you can. Yeah. And I'm gonna have this huge sound." But like it was just defying so that of attitude yeah. of like, "Well, you you can't you can't, you can't just have all the that, biggest yeah. pieces. You can't do that. You're crazy." That's, that's not how that's, that's not how specifics. we do it. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like, "Well, no, I'm gonna do it that way because I want because like just." That whole like group, that whole generation of guys, that all they cared about was like loud and like sp- the specific sound, and, like loud and like powerful and like a wall of noise. That's it. I think like a lot all the guys from that era when they talked about like how they wanted to sound was like a wall of noise. Yeah. And that was definitely him. That's crazy. Like I never knew that about like his kit. That's really interesting. No, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. it was huge. But then and he always played yeah. with. He always had like a well not always, but. You know when he when they when they got big and when they were doing those big shows when they were doing like you know European tours and mm-hmm. playing Madison Square Garden and whatnot, he always would have like <laughs> a timpani and like a gong behind. Oh him, like yeah, a yeah, massive like, yeah, like I've seven seen th- foot those tall pictures. gong. Like, it was huge. He would make a whole like show <laughs> out of it. Yeah, like it was, it was insane. Actually, so well, crazy. No, two things I remember, but another thing that pe- I always hear uh, like guys like from around that area when they talk from around that era when they talked about Bonham is like. Like the nineteen sixty nine, that first album drops right, and they're like nineteen, twenty years old, yeah. and like to be that established, because like like you were talking about, like he he had like the bigger kit, he had his own style, like a very distinct way of playing drums, and like to be able to be that, not only that skilled, but that established and that like defined and like that confident in your own style is just like being that age now or like around that well older, like much yeah. older, uh, like how old how old was he when he died? That was 1980. 30, so yeah, 34. Something. So like yeah. He was young. Still young, but like. But it's hard to believe someone could be yeah. that confident. If I were, yeah, if I were John Bonham right now, I would be flying on a plane over London, <laughs> sipping Chardonnay next to Robert Plant, like <laughs> wearing a woman's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I get to be here in U92 Studios in Morgantown, West Virginia. Which is arguably better. 91.7 FM. Uh-huh. WWV. Before we uh, close out this episode, I would. Another a huge underrated drummer of all time, the Nick Mason, Pink Floyd. Mm. Oh yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Huge underrated drummer. Just the way that kind of like what we were talking like with Ringo, like he he won't always necessarily like blow you away with his ability like do some crazy solo, but uh, his ability to like just find that space and fill time is just like unreal. But is anybody any other? No, no, I think I think we've solved it. I think the world has been solved for yeah, at least for today. For this week, at least. Yeah. But I'd say we're right. I'd s- I would say we have one more in studio episode totally. before we 
embark on summer vacation, and then for the summer, you're gonna have to deal with our our Zoom episodes. Yeah, sorry. Ugh. But we'll get microphones. We gotta change yeah, solving the world on break, on so vacation or something. Solving yeah. the world yeah. m- mobile. Solving <laughs> the world vacation. Vacation episode. Vacation Bible school. Vacation yeah, hopefully Bible we'll have a school. Hopefully we'll have a big guest next week. Ooh. Got somebody in the works. Hint, oh, hint, hint, hint. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, We'll have a little bit of a cliffhanger to end this episode of Solving the World. We want to thank Joe DeLuca for coming on. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. This will wrap up episode eight of Solving the World. We hope we've solved your world. And we'll see you next time. Good night from Morgantown.